Hello and welcome to the Open Training College podcast series. In this podcast, Alaco will be talking about social research methods and this is aimed at our Year 3 Bachelor of Arts Professional Social Care Disability students. Having discussed it with Nolene, I think for you the focus that you want and that we're going to have is on the assessment. So just before we go into that, if you like, just to remind you that um, really everything you need to complete this assignment is really within the resources online and supported by what we're doing today. So if you haven't done so already, then before you ever start into any assignment really, I suggest you go in, look at, there's a long listing of the resources, you're not expected, nor should you, to look at all of them, but identify the ones that you need so that you can obviously learn the process of research, but particularly be able to get through your assignment. So they're all there, so we're not going to go back over those. Um, probably uh, it's, it's you know, useful to say to you as well that I think Noli might agree, this is quite a different so far it's very prescriptive and probably the good news is once you're comfortable and familiar you simply follow the assessment group's guidelines within that there is a template of what you will be doing which we're going to go through now so i think most students will find that it is uh, very manageable and very as i said prescriptive in terms of you follow your steps and you won't go wrong. The research sometimes can be quite daunting, the thought of it, new terminology and all of that, but it's actually very manageable. So just to mention the resources um, to you. Um, uh, we will go through all of those steps, as I said, but first of all, too, just to remind you that this is, your assignment is a proposal, which is quite different to conducting research. So you're not carrying out research, you're simply proposing uh, what topic you would select and how you would conduct research on that topic if you were going to do so. That's really important and sometimes students get a little bit worried about that. But simply that this assignment is about just proposing what you would like to do and how you would carry that out. So quite, quite different from conducting uh, research. Uh, what will we be looking for? So the, in reading this brief, you're asked to develop, design and develop a research proposal, and Nodin again will probably uh, jump in here, on any of the topics that you have already covered in your modules this year. Okay. So you think about the modules that you've covered, the topics within those, the research that you have done on that topic within the module and then this assignment this proposal you select one of those topics to propose to do the research on well, that gives you a lot of scope and i suppose you know it's wise to select one that you were interested in and this hopefully you did well in because you can actually probably use some of the research literature that you need so just to say that to you and you're not carrying it out, as I said, uh, you are using one or more of the methods outlined in the 
module. So again, you need to be comfortable that you understand the methods of research um, and that you're going to select one of those. We'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, you are, uh, let me have a look. What we would be looking at, as I just mentioned, really is that you have thought through. So you've thought through, uh, first of all, in selecting your topic so that that topic is a worthwhile uh, one to do, that it's going to, in researching it, it's going to add to uh, the information that's out there about this topic already, that it will bring benefits to people um, in the disability sector that you are supporting or that are being supported. Um, and secondly, in terms of what we'll be looking uh, at and for in terms of assessing, is that you have come to understand the process of research and able to demonstrate that. So that the topic you selected is worthwhile, that it's doable, we'll talk about the time frame a little bit later, and that you as the student, because that's the big learning, that you understand the process of research, the steps, and that that is to be seen in those of us that are looking at it. And then to sort of, I suppose, bring that down to specific points, you need to see what you're planning to research. That's what we talked about, topics. Why you selected that topic. Okay. So, you know, why did you pick this topic rather than another one? The rationale for selecting it. And then, as I've just mentioned specifically, how you intend to carry out that research if you are doing so. Um, you need to think about, this is all again when you're going back on it, on your assessment piece really, and just, if you like, pointing it out to you. So you need to show uh, that you have thought about the topic, that it's well considered, it's not just something that, that you know, it's kind of, well, listen, I picked that one because it's easier, uh, that it is realistic in terms of doing it, uh, if you are doing it within a time frame of two months, that it's worth doing, as I said, and that you have thought about uh, the steps of the research process, in particular the methodology as appropriate for this uh, piece of research that you're proposing to conduct. Is that okay? As I said, that's all there. I'm really just bullet pointing it for you. But that essentially is what you're being asked to do. Uh, in this assignment so that you will demonstrate uh, that you have met the requirements of it. Okay, so far? So what I'm going to go through now is again, which is there for you, um, is the steps of the research process. Then at the end, we will take any questions on that. So it's very well, the template is there, and in you presenting your assignment, you can follow that template heading for heading. Is that fair to say, Nolene? Yes? So you just follow it. So for example, the first um, uh, heading, if you like, in that template is the title. So what is the title of this research project that you are proposing? And the title really needs to be something that's clearly understood. So if we look at it, if I look at uh, or whoever is assessing it, you know, what is this research about? So the title, in a way, is the area of your research. So if we 
took something, for example, you're really interested in, you know, you have personal experience, maybe your colleagues, maybe you hear a lot about the stress encountered or endured by social care workers. So your title, the broad area that you are studying might be something like a study to explore the key factors and that impact um, of stress levels in social care workers. So what is your title? Broad area, the area, you're going to narrow it down into a more specific question. That title needs to be clear at the bell. All these sections um, in the assignment all have marks going away. So it's important that you, um, you know, you give it your best under each of those steps. Okay? So clear at the bell, precise, you know, clearly worded, precise, know what thing if you like. Um, and, you know, that you've thought about it, and this is the title you've come up with. Is that okay so far? The next piece, then, is your introduction. The next section, in a, if you were conducting the research, it would be called a chapter. So it's a proposal. This section is the introduction. Okay? And the introduction really is, if you like, introducing your topic and setting the scene setting it into, if you like, a background, uh, you know, that you contextualize it. So you're giving, you're introducing your topic, but you're setting it in the broader tech context. So for example, again, if you were talking about, you're looking at stress and social care workers, you might be talking about uh, statistics, for example, or the number um, of people that have maybe left the sector, um, you know, the importance of the role of the social care worker, uh, you know, core you could bring in there, the professionalization of it. So essentially you are introducing your topic and fitting it into a broader uh, context. Okay? And the relevant field of disability. And, you know, you can bring in there in terms of introducing your topic where you're coming context, the perspective of the writer, if you like. So you've chosen this subject, you clearly think it would be very important to research. So you could bring in there, for example, uh, the professional perspective, where it's coming from, or your own personal experience, you know, as a social care worker. Again, I'm using stress because it's an easy one, uh, where, you know, your experience has led you to become interested in the, the key factors or the changes, for example, in the role of a social care worker in 2020 as opposed to some years ago. That makes sense. That's okay so far? Okay. Uh, and then, so now I have my title. I had introduced that topic. I set it um, in, in a background, in a broader context. And then I come to my research question or topic. Okay. So this is where you're narrowing and you're more specific. So you're asking a question that you're hoping would be answered if you conducted this research. Okay? So I have my title, the broad, and now my question will come from that area but be quite specific. And normally a question would be what, where, how, and so forth. So it needs to be very clear, very specific, very banded, and is a, is a question uh, that can be answered through your 
Again, you're talking about clear, specific, bounded, uh, and measurable. That if you conduct this research, uh, it could be answered. So that's your research question. So now you're working nicely through it. And then, uh, having decided on your topic, now you have your specific question. You need to inform yourself on that topic. You need to find out some more about what has been written, what has been researched on that topic already, and that's the literature review. Okay, so the literature review is simply that, a review of the literature on the topic. Okay, so you, for the purpose of this proposal, you're asked to select six pieces of literature, um, and they need to be literature, so, so the literature that you are reviewing and reading are other people's opinion on the topic, research that has been carried out. So it needs to be credible. And um, so you need to be able to stand over what it is you have reviewed that is informing you somewhat more. So the very best literature in terms of, because this is an academic piece of work, the best literature is really journal articles called peer-reviewed journal articles, or at least out of the six, you would expect to see two or three journal articles. Okay, so peer-reviewed journal article is simply an article that has been reviewed by topic experts before it's published, so therefore it is credible. Okay, so that's the selection of it. So journal articles, legislation would come in there, maybe some information from one of your textbooks, um, conference papers. Uh, so, so there's a broad, and they're listed, there's a broad scope of where you can select your literature from, but bearing in mind that it should be credible and that it is informing uh, you of the topic that you're proposing to research. Is that okay so far? Okay. Then you're talking about, so now I have read up, I have, uh, reviewed the literature and I'm quite happy with what I've selected. It's credible and it is informing me on that topic. So now you have to write that in a format that is academically acceptable. Okay, so and again there's a, in the resources there's a, you know, a more than on the literature review. But essentially it's structuring it. You remember first of all that this is not your opinion. You are presenting the opinions of others. So you're talking about and how you, I think, manage that quite well uh, and how it's successful to do it is, is through the use of what's called academic verbs. So you might be saying, for example, Nolene Fox suggests that. Okay? You might be saying, according to the Hickel report of 2019, um, and then you give the facts. Or you might say it states that. Another other academic verbs might be argues. Some expert argues, emphasizes that report emphasizes, for example. Something might highlight it. So I'm giving you those really to provide a way of structuring your literature review in a way that it should be structured. Is that okay? 
thick pieces, good pieces of literature, structured academically, and there's quite, I think, the mark going for the literature review and the weighting of it is about 20%. So it's well worth doing what you do, do it well if you can. Is that okay so far? And just maybe, I'm, I'm, I hope and I'm sure of what you read, you'll understand that it is like, it's a, a, a sort of a flowing section in a way. Because the, the sometimes what you might get, which is what, not what you're being asked for, is called an annotated bibliography. And that is simply a list of each individual piece of literature and a couple of lines about the content. That's not what you're asked for. You're comparing it, you like, maybe and contrasting it and weaving it through. So that's what you're being asked for here. Is that okay? So now you have your title, uh, you have talked about your research question. So too, now you've reviewed the literature and informed yourself on that topic. And now you're going to go with selecting um, how you would conduct it, which is the methodology section. Okay, so the methods that you would use because of the proposal if you were conducting the research. And these are the aspects of the methodology that you would expect to see in that section. So the first thing would be having read up on and made sure you're comfortable and if you're not, ask about it. So the first thing would be the approach that you would take. Okay, and you're allowed to you must select one of those approaches that have been covered, which are qualitative, quantitative, action research, or a mixture, which would be mixed methods. Okay, so in this section, you are stating what method or combination of methods you would use, and the reason for that, the rationale for it. So why would you select qualitative more than why is a qualitative approach more suited to your particular topic if you were conducting it than, say, quantitative? Does that make sense? And if you were suggesting or, or stating that you would use mixed methods, maybe qualitative and quantitative, why would you do that? And it may be that you, you, know, you want to get a broader perspective, or it may be you know, that you would want to use the two methods for reliability and so forth. And the only thing that's important there is that's up to you, but you state why you would select one over the other. Okay, uh, so that's your statement of approach and the rationale for it. Um, um, then, and that's covered in Unit 5, by the way. So if you look at Unit 5 um, of the research methods module, that's all outlined there. And if you're a little bit iffy about it, then go back and have a good, comfortable understanding. In, in this part of it there, uh, you're going to refer to that collection because you're going to talk about data collection. You'll see that at the template more specifically, if you like, under data collection. But here in the methodology, you refer to your data collection and you would say, um, you know, what method, how you are methodology, what method you are going to use to gather the data. If it is, say, qualitative, you would probably be saying that you would collect the data through a focus group, through unstructured interviews, okay? 
if it was quantitative, you probably would say that you would, the data would be gathered through self-completion questionnaires. And again, if it's kind of a little bit new to you, that's all covered in great detail of what that entails. Um, so that would be the technique. Uh, and uh, then, as I said, so you're referring to it there, so you're introducing how the data will be collected, and you're linking that back to the approach qualitative or quantitative. And now, underneath that really is the data collection, which is the nitty-gritty of how you would collect the data. So, for example, if it was a qualitative and a focus group, you would say, for example, how many people would be in that focus group, okay? So six participants or six social care workers would uh, be engaged in a focus group. You might say how long that focus group would last for, would it be recorded, and any of those finer details. So remember the person reading it, this is your proposed research, the person reading it needs to see that in order to give you the marks for it. If it was the questionnaires, and I'll come to the sample in a minute, actually, I meant to put that in there. Um, if it uh, was the questionnaires, in this section you would say how many questionnaires you would uh, uh, send out to be completed. You would say how many questions on that questionnaire. You would say what you would send with the questionnaire, you know, uh, consent, uh, you know, how you get consent and so forth. So it's just that, you know, think about, okay, this is what I would do. I would send out questionnaires because that's what we're talking about. How many would I send? Um, you know, how many questions would be asked? You would maybe put in there sort of a sample of the questions. Put those in the appendices. But broadly speaking, what would the questionnaires, what would they be trying to elicit from the participants? So that's the if you like the data collection and think about it as nitty gritty. And sometimes students will say, Well, I really in a focus group, you know, would I have to say like how I would greet people and all of that? I would say if you were talking about a focus group, you know, talk about it briefly, very briefly, the beginning of it. So, you know, what would happen? You'd probably explain what it was about to the participants. So how you would start it, you'd welcome them and so forth. Then how you'd conduct it. You would say that you would be the facilitator, for example, and you would ensure that everybody engaged in it. Then really importantly as a facilitator, how would you end it? You know, you thank the participants, you'd ask them if there any questions and so forth. So sometimes students think that I really put in all of that. Remember the reader who's reading. And essentially the most important thing is you are showing that if you conducted this research, you would know how to go about it. So you're giving those final details. Now, uh, in the sampling section, which you could put before, I'd suggest to you, before the data collection, as long as it's there, it doesn't matter. But in that sampling section, and there is an activity, I think it's activity two, Nolan, is it? The online activity. Let me have a look. Yeah, so activity two online, which is assessed, is actually about sampling. So it's asking you to conduct a sampling. And by doing that, you would understand it much better. But sampling is simply, again, saying, if I was conducting this research, this is how I would select my participants. 
because you can't, um, you can't, if you like, conduct research with a very broad, uh, very high numbers of people. This is a very small piece of research. So a sample is simply that, a segment of what is called the population. So if I, for example, wanted to find out um, if uh, this particular module uh, allowed you to develop your skills as a researcher, and say there's 28 in your class, and then I wouldn't be able to talk to all of you. So I would, excuse me, I would probably select maybe say five or six out of that group, and that's my sample. But there's a way about going about it that is, uh, if you like, more formal than that uh, in terms of you showing that you want this number. So there's two types of sampling. One is probability, and one, or the most common way, one is probability, one is non-probability, and they are uh, covered really well. Now, you don't have to know everything about it, so you, you read up on it, you develop your knowledge on it, and you decide which of those would you use, which is most suited to your research. So really, one is more random, if you like, and one would be more personal. So obviously, obviously, if I wanted to find out if this was a good development of your skills, it would be no use to me to select you know, participants from probably first year who weren't doing this much. So that would be much more purposeful. I selectively would have come to this And activity two asks you, and it's assessed, there is, I think, 10% for those two activities. So you read up on that comfortable with sampling and then it's asking you to do a very simple sampling to reinforce your understanding of it. You want to add to that, Nolan? Is that enough? No, I think that's okay. Yeah. That's okay on that. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, so you're flying at this stage once you've the methodology done. Um and the, the other small piece that goes into that, because remember you're proposing, so you're not going to have data to be able to do anything with it, but you have to show that if you were conducting, you know what to do. So in this methodology section, you will also have in there, in addition to the sampling, the data collection, and how you would gather the data and so forth, you also need to uh, to put in there um, your how you would analyze the data if you had it. That makes sense? Saying, this is how I would collect it, and then once I got that data, this is how I would analyze it to make meaning out of it. So it's a very small section, and it will be you'll be saying, so say for example, you're selecting a qualitative method, and it's a focus group. The most common way uh, to analyze that data, so you would record the focus group, then you would take that information what would be called transcribing it. So simply what that is, is taking, listening to the recording of the focus group and then putting it onto a four sheets of paper. So it's transcribing it. And then what is known as, now you don't have to be an expert in that at all. You just have to understand the methodology. So you would transcribe it and then you would go through it and identify it. So if it was qualitative, you would be saying, 
remembering the deconstructive proposal and you're not conducting the research. And something um, that, that we should mention, I should mention maybe a bit earlier, is that we've mentioned many times that the proposal, you're not conducting the research and you should not approach anybody to participate in it. That, Doreen, is there anything to add to that? Oh, don't approach anybody in the organisation. So this is just an academic exercise? Yeah. To show that you understand the research process. Yeah. And, and again, sometimes students get very concerned about the, you know, the topic and, you know, like is there enough in it and all of that. The biggest part probably of this proposal is the process demonstrating that you understand the process. And of course part of that is selecting the topics doable, worthwhile and all of that. But it's really important to show, as Lola said, that you aren't on it. So, to recap on that, we have just another couple of students more to do. But, uh, so, you've selected now your topic. You probably need to give a bit of thought to that. We mentioned that it can be on any of the modules we've done so far. We mentioned then that you narrowed that into a sort of specific question that's measurable, can be answered, and that's bounded. That's narrow. I remember myself doing research and my supervisor used to say, Narrow, narrow. So keep it narrow. Okay? Then we went on. So now I have my topic and my question. I need to inform myself more on it, and that is the literature review. So that is simply that you're selecting literature on the topic, you're reading up on it, you're reviewing it, and you're selecting six pieces that you need to present in a structured way in that section. Then we moved on to the methodology and the importance of that section. We outlined the pieces that we will be looking for in it. The approach, are you going to, are you proposing to use qualitative, quantitative, mixed action research, mixed methods? And um, how are you proposing to uh, collect the data? You're referring to it. We mentioned then the data collected, the nitty gritty of it. We mentioned the sampling. That again is really just showing you understand it, probability, non-probability, and the activity that brings into that. Uh, we mentioned then that you would mention uh, how the data would be analysed. Uh, you've done the data collection specifically, then how that data would be analysed. Really important ethics, and then just limitations to show that you understand what limitations are and inform what you want to Okay, the next step in the process is really so if you were conducting this research, you now would have analysed the data and made meaning out of it, and you're presenting what is termed the findings. But of course, you have no data, so you have no findings. You can't present findings from nothing. But again, here you're showing that you understand what findings are. So you're simply saying, very briefly, in that who would be interested in the findings if you conducted this piece of research? Who are the stakeholders? So who would you present your findings to if you conducted this research that it would be of interest to you? That's all you're putting in there. Is that okay? Um, and then, essentially, the last piece of it is we talked about at the beginning that you're showing that this is worthwhile, it's doable, Doable really is that it's doable within the time frame that you have. So in order again in developing your skills, and it would be very easy to do a piece of research if there was no time limit. So you need to show 
ahead that this is doable within a two-month time frame, and you're going to show us how you would break down that two months. So you can do that. You can write about it. So you those eight weeks. So what would happen? Clearly, you know, you would take time to read up on the topics in literature. Then you would have decided uh, what approach you were going to use. So clearly, uh, you know, conducting focus groups and so forth. You do that, then how you'd analyse the data. So you're simply breaking down those eight weeks into showing us that you understand uh, the importance of time in research. And sometimes it's a great idea just to present that in a table format. It looks very well, and you know it's it's a it's a nice structure to it, and it's a, it's just a good thing to do in presenting. And when you have done that, you've worked all the way through your steps, and you as such have completed that part of the assignment, which is submission date. Nori is the twenty ninth of June. Is that right? Twenty ninth of June. Yeah. And just knowing that we're talking there about knowing we're giving you a Really important, I said the literature review is worth 20%. Methodology is worth 25%. We're big sections with big marks going forward. Is that okay? And then, just very briefly, you know, I'm, I'm quite sure you've looked at them already. So, there are two online activities. Um, activity one is asking you to read Taylor's article on uh, professional ethics in research and discuss that. And you also there have to watch um, Wintersborn video and uh, give your views on the dilemmas that were faced by those researchers, both positively and negatively, and how they reacted to it. Okay. I, I have to say, isn't it, Nolene? It's a really worthwhile exercise, that particular one there. Plus mm -hmm. that, so that's your first activity. And then the second one we've mentioned already is simply that, and it gives you a step-by-step -step approach how to do a sample. It gives you a list of names, um, you know, to, to take to do your sample with, and the process of how to do it. And that needs to be integrated, Nolene, into the assignment. Is that right? Yes. And there's an instruction on it on how to do that. So you do your sample, and then I think you I'm going to ask people to unmute now yes. because we have a couple of questions, one from Ryan and one from Owen. Okay. So is everybody on, can you all unmute? Yeah. No. Okay. I'm just going to stay muted just because I have a lot of background noise here. Oh, okay. Have you any questions, Warren? No. Okay, so Ryan had a question about the inclusion of the questionnaire. Good question. So anything that supports, um, you know, the work that you have done in the assignment is always good to put in. Are you talking about, where's Ryan? Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, sorry. Ryan, are you talking about... Um, how do you devise the questionnaire or including something Nolene said? Yeah, let's say if I was to do like a survey monkey questionnaire. So yes. am I expected to make a survey monkey questionnaire and include it in my assignment? For the purpose of your proposal, 
you are not expected to include it but you can include it it's never any harm and if you're not including the full questionnaire you need i think we mentioned to give samples of the question so you don't actually do it isn't that right Nolan? Oh, you yeah. don't have to do it but uh you need to show that you understand how to do it if you like so, so that thank you it wouldn't be any harm to include no. the appendix and anything again, an appendix as we know, will only is only used to support something that you've already mentioned. Yes. So if you're saying, Ryan, that you're doing the questionnaire on survey monthly and you're including something, you know, you, you're referring to it as appendix one or two or whatever. Okay, thank you. Is that okay? Owen? Yeah, I just want to make sure that I have all the steps in order. Sure. Um so it's the title introduction, research questions, literature review, methodology, um, sampling, data collection, limitations and findings. Okay, let's go back to the methodology, Owen, yeah. when you look at the template you'll see that. So the methodology is a large section mm -hmm. and within that, if you like, are subsections. Yeah, I have the three subsections as well. Is that okay? So yeah. it's all the one section and there's subsections in it. That's yeah. right. Profits. Lovely. That's okay for you. Thank you. Yeah. And I just add one thing in relation to your research question. Before you start doing work on the proposal itself, or doing detailed work on it, make sure to go back to your tutor with the research question. And they will help you to clarify it or to narrow it down because sometimes if the question is too large or too broad, you won't discover that until you're too far in. So you need to be clear about the question from the outset and the tutors will be expecting you to contact them about the question that you want to address in the research. Any more questions? Anybody? Yeah, actually I have a question for um, just on, on that with the, the question and the literature review. Um, so if I'm you know really honing down on my, my question, yeah. um which is uh, exactly around social welfare and, and employment. Um yeah. and I, I'm actually I'm kind of struggling to find literature specifically around that. Now there's a lot of there is a lot of literature around barriers to employment and support to employment and then there's literature on social welfare and you know but it's it's I think marrying the two um kind of confusing myself now even asking the question. No, no, you're not at all. I can hear you clearly, Evelyn. So like my question is um you know is the social welfare a barrier? Yes. yes, that's a really good question. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm just kind of getting a bit lost in the literature because I'm going, you know, I'm sort of going down rabbit holes with, you know, um, trying to push it together, trying to sort of narrow it down yes. to to that. Like I found, I, I I did find some really good research in a lot of literature, uh, statistical research around the number of people with disabilities in part time employment. Yeah. Yes. Which to me is okay, well why? Why are they you know, this goes yes. back to the yeah so, uh, stuff like that. So but I am kind of struggling to, to build on that. To build on that. that. 
Yeah. yeah, and that's a really good question for everybody, Evelyn. So a literature review, sometimes we talk about what's called a funnel approach. So you start with the broad and then you narrow in. Now, in, in, in a proposal, you're only doing six pieces, so we'd absolutely accept that you know, more difficult. But if you took an example of that, you might start off, for example, with the benefits to employment. Yeah. Okay? And then the barriers, and then focus in on social welfare. So, you know, it, it, I know the point that you're making. You mightn't, all your literature mightn't be exactly on your question, but it's sort of you're sitting Yes, yes. your questions into so you're informing yourself so if so if if um, social welfare is a barrier then you can if you like start off by looking at for example the benefits and mm. then the barriers and then social welfare and in there you might be giving for example you know um, looking at social welfare as it is the deficit the deficits, you know, how somebody would lose their social welfare uh, payment if they go to work, um, you know, are they better off? So a lot of that might be around, you know, sort of practical information. Yeah. Is that your thinking, Evelyn? Yeah, no, that, that's, actually, that was my question. You put my question better than I did. <laughs> not, not at all. I could hear you very well. Yeah, you're so saying. My, that, was, that was my question, is, is it okay for me to... You know, with the literature review, it will be the barriers to environment, and you know, the main yeah. barriers, you know, transport and all, all the kind of stuff, and then, you know, kind of narrow it. Absolutely, because you're informing yourself, yeah. you know, you're informing yourself about social welfare and if it is a barrier. So that other literature is very important. Well, it's always good too, you know, in it, and again, I'm very conscious, and we would be very conscious, you're only having six pieces, but if you can compare and contrast, so if you can get one view, if you like, that says it definitely is a barrier, but on the other hand, you know, another view or another you know, um, statistic or something like that or information, just actually saying that's not the, the barrier, it's not the main barrier. So yeah. a good literature review, if you were doing a full review, would usually have comparing and contrasting a different view. Yeah. Okay, thank you. And can I add something to that, uh, Evelyn? Yeah. You might also, if you're having trouble locating literature that's specifically relevant to that topic in relation to people with disabilities, you could look at barriers to whether social welfare is a barrier to employment for other groups. So, for okay. example, for single parents, or for yeah. uh, other, I'm not even sure, but other groups of people, and they might find, there you might find references that yeah. are of use to you and which are also applicable to people with disabilities. Yeah, good, good idea. Did find some literature, but it was um, kind of international, you know, yeah. wasn't <laughs> Now, to be fair, there is some. There is some stuff out there, um, but I, I suppose it is kind of um, relatively new. In, in, yes. In that yeah. but, but actually, Evelyn, and again, you have only six pieces. But if you were conducting the research and doing, uh, uh, you know, uh, reviewing more pieces and all of that, the international perspective could be quite useful okay. and interesting because you could compare it. Yes. Yeah. So, 
you could do a comparison in it, perhaps. Okay. Anybody else? Are you okay yes, with the children, Maren? Owen? Sorry, I'll let go. Yes, Ryan. Um, in the assessment brief, it says use at least six pieces of literature. Yes. And is, is it at least or only six? At least, Ryan. You can, you can really use, provided your overall word count for the proposal is as it should be, you can absolutely, and not only can you, it would always be encouraged. So, you know, at least six, but if you feel, uh, you, you know, that, that you have relevant literature that's interesting, um, by all means. Is that okay, Nolene? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. The more the, more the merrier. The more the merrier, exactly. Because don't forget in your references or in your pieces of literature here, you're demonstrating your research and your knowledge and your understanding from it. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Aleko. Okay, Ryan. You're no. welcome. Eileen has a question, Aleko. Eileen. Wait, Eileen. Uh, yeah, it's just around the word count. Yes. So it's 3,000, but you can't go over, is that right? It's you not the usual 10%. You, you can, Nolene, isn't that 10% over or under? Well, look, as it says here, the word count is approximately 2,500 to 3,000 words. Yes. And I'll be saying as thick as close as you can to that. So yes. absolutely no more than 10% above 3,000. Okay. Is that okay, Eileen? That okay? Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Thank you. Anybody else who hasn't? Anne-Marie, are you okay? Yeah. I, I'm fine. Um, I just I have a question just about um I picked um like transportation and again I was having kind of trouble kind of um finding a lot of literature relating to Ireland. I was good yeah. to know that in oh, the yeah. national to get a view as well. Yes. Yes. Absolutely, Anne Marie. And again, you know, you know, you're you're talking. Are you talking about accessibility and? So, um, yeah, basically what I'm looking at is the the ability for someone to use the transportation. So how much staff they need, cost okay. per year, okay. that kind of yeah. yes. yes. Yeah. And again, yes, as we said before, you can you know in your literature you can broaden that out, you know, in terms of accessibility and the need and the benefits of and yeah. and all that goes with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, well done. Jennifer, you're okay? Yeah, I'm okay, thanks. You're okay. Okay, Nolene. And what about Moran? Are you okay there, Moran? She waved. Yeah, she's no, on mute. I'm fine. I'm just, uh, I'm taking some notes. And I, I know I have some questions. I'll be emailing my tutor about okay. her. Yeah. Okay, okay. Perfect. That's a, lo a lovely little sound, Moran. We can yeah. see his little head. <laughs> or it's a little girl. Yeah.
as I said, it's very manageable. And if you take, you know, become comfortable with the lecture, your topic, have your question, and really just follow that template. You know, it's all it's all there, and then you relate that information as it requires you to your research and input that. And if any of you are thinking about doing the level eight next year, having completed this one well with a huge advantage to you because for the level eight you not only do a research proposal, you actually carry out the research. So in order, if you've already covered the ground well, you'll already be straight ahead. Yeah, no, and, and I know I'm not putting pressure on you to decide whether you're doing a level eight or not. <laughs> I just say to you, if they, and no matter where you go, whatever, decide to do a level eight anywhere else, having a very good grasp of the map really tells you. It's Evelyn's dog. <laughs>